Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Rebecca Mazzino and with me is Tara Tuttle and together we are going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Hi and welcome to this week's show. In case you missed our announcement a few episodes ago, this will be our last episode of Being Be Uncluttered. It is our 200th and it is our final one. It is. And we're already laughing because we've had all the technical difficulties this morning (laughs) that kind of have plagued us for 200 episodes. So it sort of feels like um, a quite comfortable way to finish. It's fitting. We're both running late. Technical issues. I'm in in my dressing gown. (laughs) Yeah, it's perfect. I've had a glass of rosé because it's Sunday night. You know, standard. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very fitting, I think. So we're, um, we're definitely a bit more relaxed than we were 200 episodes ago when we first started this. Oh, I think this. so too. Yeah. Um, I think I think we are more relaxed. I think the sound quality is better. <laughs> That's for sure. Yep. I'm a bit scared to re-release old episodes because, you know, sometimes we sound like we're in a Milo tin um, or like a long, long way away. <laughs> Do you remember there was a – you got feedback that one time asking if I was recording in the toilet <laughs> – because yeah. <laughs> my my uh, audio was so echoey and awful that yeah. Uh, yeah my friend Alex mentioned it a few times actually and I think he was the one who made the toilet comment <laughs> he said, he said does Tara still sound like she's in the toilet and I said no we're better than that now <laughs> just well so part of the reason that things got a little better in the beginning anyway is I remember us um talking about uh, audio quality and that kind of thing. And because we obviously didn't have the budget to be sitting in a, you know, a proper studio with soundproofing and all of that, I'd looked up some ways, or well, I think we both <laughs> looked up ways to create your own um, kind of podcast studio atmosphere at home and soundproof the space you're in. And because the place that I was living in at the time, which is uh, 2018, which feels like about three decades ago ago now mm. but um that was in Adelaide wasn't it yeah a few moves yeah. ago uh yeah and one of the things I'd found is that you could go and buy um oh what do you like um like underlay bedding underlay like a foam underlay yeah and uh put it inside if you couldn't staple it to the walls of your room, and we were renting at the time, so I couldn't do that, uh, you could put it inside like a box and then put your mic inside the box. So for at least, I reckon, <laughs> 15 weeks maybe, I used to record with my head and my laptop and my <laughs> microphone inside a box. So I would have this giant box I got from the hardware store that would sit on the table and I would be hunched over with my whole head stuck in the box and have this flap <laughs> of underlay behind my head. It was ridiculous. It's like the height of a uh, glamorous podcast recording lifestyle. Yeah. And then on the other end, I was in like a tent fort, like a blanket <laughs> fort <laughs> with like all my cushions standing up around me and a blanket over the top. Oh. Oh, and so and then- we would be on Zoom and so I'd see you and be like, where are you? I'm under my desk, <laughs> like as if the world is ending. I'm under my desk with the blankets and the dunas and the cushions all stacked up around you. It was hilarious. Yeah. 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 
we did some and it really didn't make a difference (laughs) I think well I think it did a little bit depending on the location I ended up once I realized that I that the room itself was the problem then and I moved down to the bedroom that made a huge difference because for some reason my bedroom is acoustically a little bit more padded um, and I think mostly it's the carpet. <laughs> that, that's always a help. Um, whereas it's floorboards and glass and a really big room and um, that, that wasn't helpful. Whereas I've got a small bedroom and it's got carpet and curtains. So I think that, that helps. Yeah, and I've progressed from the box to then when we moved back to Canberra and I would do it in my study and that had floorboards and glass and that was definitely not ideal. Um mm but it was better than the high ceilings that we had in Adelaide. And then when we moved to the US, I've progressed to podcasting in my closet. And that's (laughs) probably the best audio I've had because there's clothes all around me and carpet. Um, So uh, we've never never quite made it to And you're getting the new mic helped as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm. Definitely. So um, in case you hadn't guessed, we're probably kind of uh, just going to Take a little trip down memory lane during this episode. <laughs> so, if yeah, you're uh, if you're hopefully up for no that, one dozes off. Yeah, if you're up for that, stay with us. Um, if you're not, <laughs> I'm sorry, but you know, it's our two hundredth. We thought we'd uh, we just keep it loose, <laughs> which is you know something we'll we got criticized for i think uh a little bit we'll probably we'll get to that though we did we were going to talk about feedback that we've had but yeah um yeah but like other other things that have happened you know that have made this you know some of sometimes our recording sessions rather torturous and with some swearing and some i mean thankfully we laughed about most of it didn't we like Uh it was Apart from my internet, because my internet is atrocious, my internet made me mad, but everything else is just kind of funny. Like the bins, like we always, once once you moved to America, we were started recording um, for me on a Monday morning. And Monday's bin day and we live at the end of a T-junction. So I reckon the bins go past like, what, six times? <laughs> and so there'll be like pausing to wait for the bin to go. And then there's the like bogan next door with his like really loud exhaust and he'd start that up and rev it a little bit and then i have to wait till he'd left and oh all of that yeah um, kind of stuff and then pickles which is the dog pickles. just in case yes. anyone didn't know pickles my dog your your dog always stayed quiet you were very good at wearing him out before a recording session yeah. and then in america you don't have your dog there so but pickles has been a constant and she sits out the front in her favourite spot and yells at everybody who walks past. Um, so that's something that I've just left in the background sometimes <laughs> and you would have heard it. And other times, if she if she barks when Tara's talking, it's cool, I can edit that out. But if she barks when I'm talking, I just have to leave it in there. <laughs> it's just too hard to get rid of it. So there's lots of chatting from Pickles. Um, and then you mm. had all the birds as well. And there was much oh, the debate birds. about do we leave the birds in, do we re-record and edit the birds yeah. out? And it was like, yeah. yeah Most of the feedback in our community group was that they liked the birds. Yeah. There was there was someone who sort of said it might be a bit unprofessional, but professional was never something we were actually going for <laughs> anyway. What are you talking so about? When I sat with my like, head oh. in a box, professional was yeah. exactly what I was aiming for. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. So that was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. You know, it is, it isn't professional, but that's okay because we, the rest of us, is not particularly professional either. So yeah. Um, so that's all right. But uh, yeah, that was the birds and um, oh, and then there was leaf blower man. Like oh, for a while yeah. there, the gardener was next door on recording day with his leaf blower and honestly I thought that was going to drive me insane and then we have family which is another thing like (laughs) husbands coming in to ask us questions or our phones would ring or our watches would make noises and (laughs) then like my kids would where I am um in the U.S. the closet is right next to the kids bathroom it shares a wall with their bathroom and so it would be like the kids would go to hop in the shower or they'd flush the toilet and be like no you can't do that you have to go to a different bathroom (laughs) while I'm recording Uh, so all this stuff was going on in the background some of which you probably heard and wondered what it was and some of which Mm. uh Beck's very clever editing skills managed to remove but uh, (laughs) it was never a dull moment I don't think we ever had an episode where nothing no. went wrong. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, But thankfully they were mostly funny things. Mm. And in my house I, I'm in the bedroom and I have, you know, kids that have more flexible timetables and we've got really creaky floorboards in the hallway. So they, even if they knew I was recording they were trying to be quiet, they, I could hear them sneak down the hallway <laughs> and it's like creak. Great, great, great. Um, so that really happened, definitely happened uh, a few times. And there were a couple of times where I had to just shout down the hallway because they forgot, you know, I'm recording. So we've oh. done a little bit of shouting to family members at the other end of the house. Mm-hmm. And it's good now because I guess it took us 200 episodes, but we massively relaxed into it because at the start, I can't, I can barely listen to our first few episodes, even though the content in them is really I good because we're so serious. And I'm like, who are those people that have our voices that try and be very factual and um, succinct? And I'm like, that cannot be us. But we did start oh, out succinct quite and serious. I don't match. Did we? I'll have to listen back because I haven't. I think I'll listen back when we do re-releasing. I'll have a little listen if I can bear it. I think I might be just too. It might be too cringy for me. But mm, it's um, tough. yeah, I would say like I don't think I'm. Um, I don't think I would look back and be embarrassed at anything I said or regret anything I said. It would be more just maybe the way I said it or something like that 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 might embarrass me. Mm. I don't know. But anyway. Yeah, I mean, then we got. I mean, the first few episodes, I'm pretty sure it was just your mum <laughs> listening and giving us feedback, which was great. Um, had it just stayed your mum, <laughs> that, that would have just been genius because her feedback was amazing all the time. I've never felt so Mostly. empowered. Yeah. Well, the bit that you passed on to me anyway, I don't know what she said to you <laughs> direct that you edited out from. I can't remember. <clears throat> I can't honestly can't remember what feedback I got early, early on. And friends, I did have, like I've got a few friends that have listened, you know, quite um, loyally, which is lovely. And, um, and yeah, quite a few and a few clients as well. Um, you know, so they sort of really early on, they were on board and giving good feedback, which is great. And got some lovely reviews early on from people that I knew. So that was really nice. Um, you know, like my colleagues, like Robin, I remember Robin and then my friend Jane, she um, gave good feedback. So there were a few people that gave us reviews, that were really lovely in the beginning. Um, and that was nice. It sort of motivated us to keep going, I think. Yeah, so the feedback we got at the start 
um, was good and but was mixed. Sometimes we would get feedback saying that we are too serious and not human enough and didn't put in enough of ourselves. And then other times people would say we're too chatty and not serious mm. enough. Um, yeah. Like this episode yeah. is. Yeah. Um, then there were people <laughs> that would say we share way too much of our own personal lives. And uh, then people would say we don't share enough of our own personal lives. Yeah, talking too much about ourselves was a big one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and But then other people said they loved that because that was the bit they could relate to and they felt less like they were being lectured to. So it was, hard, it was hard to kind of find a balance. So in the end we just were like, well, we'll just do what works for us and people can love it or not listen. Yeah, yeah. Because that, that's the thing, like that first, that there, was a, like there was a really negative feedback, like one star as a review and it gutted both of us didn't it like it really Mm -hmm. affected us um and we actually did a whole episode about it (laughs) not about that feedback but about getting negative feedback um and yeah we had to sort of use it as therapy I think that that episode yeah and when we talked through it it made us feel better because we're like well that means we're we reaching a wider audience it's not just our parents and friends and clients that are listening there are people that don't know us that are now tuning in yeah and they're saying yeah this isn't for me um so we kind of Mm. had to try and take the good out of it but at the time I remember it being a bit like a gut punch it was like oh we put our heart and soul into this that's so hard yeah and now when we do, like, we haven't really had a negative review for a while, but there's been another, there's another few in there. I, if you look at the reviews, there's a couple of one stars where they, you know, don't like us. Uh, and that's okay. Not, I mean, we don't like us sometimes. <laughs> but um, <laughs> they, um, like, we, we got to the point where, like, I would forward it to you and you would forward it back going, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and I'd be like, yeah, exactly, <laughs> whatever. That's okay. That's their opinion. That's cool. Yeah. Um, so we stopped giving giving Fs about it, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Then we get um, feedback on the music. Some people love the music. Some people hated the music. Um, but- <laughs> one of my really good friends messaged me. She said, I know no one else is going to ever tell you this, so I'm going to tell you your music sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and like, this is a friend of mine who is very um, blunt and you know, very straightforward. And those that uh, those that are listening who know me and our industry, because she's part of our industry, will know exactly who I'm talking about. <laughs> um, and she just tells it how it is. And I was like, oh, okay, thanks. Most people like it, you know, but thanks. Um, but, yeah, she was funny. She went, yeah, I just thought I'd tell you. And it's funny because it, it was a really – the music was a last-minute thing that we um, – we, you'd approached me about doing a podcast and I remember my first thought was I have the worst voice on the planet. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want someone Which with a much better don't. sounding voice? But then, you know You what said I've, that for weeks. Yeah, and that's what I couldn't listen to us back for ages. I was like, oh, my God, my voice is so annoying. But what I realised, because I would listen to a lot of other podcasts, the thing that annoyed me most when there were co-hosts was it when you couldn't tell which one was speaking? You know, like quite often I will listen yeah. to a podcast with two women speaking and I won't know which one is which. And I thought, if nothing else, you and I sound so different. I believe one of our reviews said you sound like Nicole Kidman. 
I'm not sure who I sound like, but I don't sound like Nicole Kidman. So the, the nice part is, I think, listening, no one's ever going to mix up who said what. Like, it's pretty clear. Mm. Yeah. And your voice is fine. Like, I don't know why you think it's so bad. But I think, like, traditionally people do not like their voices. It's one of those things that a lot of people say they hate their voice. I'm, I don't mind my voice. There's lots of things about me that, that I hate, but I don't mind my voice. Uh, and I don't, it doesn't bother me at all. I sort of think, yeah, I quite, I don't think it's a bad voice for, you know, I've got a good face for radio. Maybe I've got a bad, a good voice for radio as well. But um, I think one, I did get some criticism once and it wasn't on the podcast, but I was on, in, the, in a radio studio doing a radio interview. And in that studio, they, like, they've got little screens in front of you where you can read the what the um listeners are saying so like they the listeners send texts in Mm -hmm. um and sometimes the listeners will call and then the producers like write a little note in so you can see all these things popping up and this one person texted in it said can you please tell your guest like they didn't even remember my name so I wasn't like clearly not important enough to listen properly to but can you please tell your guest to stop using that voice thing that young people use so many, I'm like, haha, they think I'm young. Um, but it was the vocal fry they were talking about. And I was like, I actually just have like a croaky voice anyway. I don't try to do Kim Kardashian. I don't try <laughs> to sound like if I really wanted to, I can. But I like, <laughs> you know, I don't actually do it on purpose. Um, but, yeah, I just have that voice. And I just remember reading that and thinking, like, I can't help my voice. <laughs> That's mean. <laughs> But at the same time, I didn't care because, yeah, like of all the things to be criticised for, not a big deal. Well, and then the worst bit, I think, of the whole doing this podcast for me is having to proof listen before it goes out, which means (laughs) at least once a week I'm having to listen to minimum 30 minutes of (laughs) our voices, which I'm quite, (laughs) I could listen to your voice all day, Beck. But when mine is like nails down a chalkboard to me, I'm like, oh. Is it still annoying yeah, to you? Yeah, it still I, drives me crazy. And the worst part is now, it's not even the sound of my voice. It's the way it's like I will count how many times I say so <laughs> or I think <laughs> or, you know, the things that other people probably don't even notice. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's oh, the 17th well, time I've said I think in this episode. Well, if you... <laughs> if you count your so's, then double them because I cut out half of them. <laughs> oh. The problem is I've no, now it's I've become so hyper aware of how much I say so. I notice that I text with so as well. Like I start a sentence with so, comma, and then write my oh, text. Yeah. I'm like, what is wrong with me? What is, I d- I've got a chromosome <laughs> missing. Like I just came so. Like so is not the start of a sentence, but I can't help it. And so there's all these things that I'm like, as much as I will miss this podcast, I will not miss listening to myself every week. <laughs> I'm going to go back into uh, happy well, oblivion. I am not going to miss editing out my ums and that – is something that and li- trying to and I just did it exactly just did it then trying to f- find where I've trying to make a sentence out of my half sentences so I think I start sentences sometimes like three times before I actually get <laughs> to the point and um, or I'll start a sentence and again I just did it again I'll go and oh or and I jump around like crazy and I can't often edit that so you know, obviously people would hear that and know that I do that but 
the times that I do try and edit it out, um, I, it, it's annoying to me to have to do that. I'm just like, I'm like, Rebecca, just get your shit together and stop rambling <laughs> and say concise words. And I also have a habit, like when you say um, you do it in between thoughts. So you'll go um, and then you do like the clicking sound. So that is easy for me to see visually in the editing and it's easy for me to edit out if I feel like it. I leave the odd one in. But when I do it, I say, um, and, and so I do, like I run it into a word and you can't edit that out as easily. So it takes more work. You're editing your ums out. You've got half as many as me or a third, and they're very distinct and easy to see visually and hear. And, but mine just run right into my words. So that's really annoying for me to have to listen to. (laughs) Oh, well, hopefully, hopefully that won't be something that you have to worry about anymore. (laughs) Yay. Yay. I wonder how many I've put in this episode. Maybe I'll, I'll just Maybe do, don't edit like, this episode at all and people yes. can just hear us talk over each other. <laughs> and That's a good idea. I'm going to have to, though, because we've got a delay, a little internet delay, so there's going to have to be some <laughs> editing. <laughs> uh, <sighs> right, so, Beck, I want to know, uh, 200 episodes is, like, insane. And I remember right at the start when we were like, okay, it, do we really think we could do this? And we started this spreadsheet. I would so love to make it public, but I won't. We started a spreadsheet with about 50 um, topics of things that we could do. And then every time one of us thought of other topics we could talk about, we would add them to the spreadsheet. And then all the columns, there was like um, date scheduled, date recorded, and all the <laughs> extra things like edited and uploaded and all these things. I think about the first four ed- episodes, we filled out all the columns and then we just went she'll be right and it was just the topic whether it's been recorded or not and then the date that it's going to be released the date released um Mm. so we really simplified we took our advice but um Mm. we came up with so so many and I think I, I think I counted today there's another like 35 or something topics that we had listed that we ne- we didn't record did. um yeah but um of the ones of the 200 we've done do you have favorites at all yeah I do I I loved the um probably the the ones that I get excited about the most which is really narcissistic but the ones that I got excited about the most are the the topics that I enjoyed recording the most I think um which does sound a bit I don't know a bit selfish but those are the ones although I think you'll you'll be the same as me but um so I loved the the one where I get really excited and get to talk about things I'm excited about. So things that masquerade as hoarding, that particular episode, I loved doing that because I got to share something that I talk about a lot and work with a lot professionally. Mm-hmm. So it was really strongly related to the work that I do, strongly related to training that I do um, and things like that. So I really enjoyed recording that uh, and getting quite excited about that one. I loved the Uncluttered Kids series I think we did like Mm -hmm. three or four. We called it toys, but I sort of think of it as uncluttered kids. Um, So there's those ones that I really enjoyed doing, and um, and I the the forest bathing one as well. I liked doing that one. I liked researching the forest bathing one. I remember Um, seeing that come up in our. uh, It was something you'd put on our on our spreadsheet as a possible episode. I'm like, she's obviously made a spell spelling error there, or there's some crazy (laughs) autocorrect because what. What is what is she what is talking that? about? Is this supposed to be like bathrooms and she's like, I don't know what's going on with that? 
no, no. I'm like, okay, Beck, what is this? And you're like, no, it's an actual thing. Google it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay then. But that was good. I learned a lot from that one. Yeah, same. I really liked that one. Um, and I loved, I, I liked doing my interview ones as well. You know, everyone that I interviewed, I was really interested in what they did. And like a few favourites. One actually that really, I really think of that I loved was, and again, this is probably narcissistic, but I loved the one that I did, the interview I did with Ethan, my son. Uh, I really enjoyed that one and I enjoyed talking to him and sharing that experience with him and he just seemed so grown up to me at that point, you know. Um, and he, he had go he had sort of undergone a little transformation in the six months leading up to that or the year leading up to that and, and his voice had broken and he was just at that age, you know, and, you know, we're, we're another year or more past that and he's like, you know, a man now. But um I really enjoyed that one and, and getting insights from him and, and also just getting clues as to how smart he is <laughs> because, like, when you've got a teenage son, sometimes you don't know how smart they actually are because they hide it really well. <laughs> and so, like, Ethan's intelligence came out in that, which I really liked. Um, I love the one with Carly Nimmo because she's just really fun and cool, um, the one about going grey. Mm-hmm. Um, Donald Robertson and Matt yes. Paxton were two other ones that I really enjoyed talking to. Um, both Donald and Matt were really, really easy to talk to, really friendly, um, really, you know, loved to chat. Matt and I talked for ages before and after the recording. Um, he was, you know, offering business advice and he was you know, just really, really nice guy. Um, and Donald's voice I could talk to forever and also because I was particularly oh. interested in stoicism. Like I loved that. That episode was definitely one of my favourites as well. I think because I had no preconceived ideas about what you would talk about. And then when you said, I'm going to have to split it into two, I'm like, how can you talk about stoicism for two episodes? But you could have turned it into four. There was so much to discuss. And you're right, his voice was so easy to listen to. But I think there were lots of, like, not complex but very simple kind of aha moments in there like lots of stuff that it was just like of course like of course you know like I I don't know it was great I loved that episode Mm. very good yeah well yeah both of them I yeah I really enjoyed them um as well they were good so those were my favorites what about yours this probably come as no surprise but I really like the Christmas ones (laughs) (laughs) my favorite gee never would have guessed Uh, oh I love the Christmas stuff and <laughs> I loved the ones where we talked about books as well. I guess same same as you, the stuff that interests mm. you the most. So talking about books, talking about recipe books and recipe clutter, that was kind of cool. Mm. I liked those ones. Um, and then my interviews as well, like I never, some of the people I talked to just blew my mind. I never imagined in a million years that I would talk to um, some of these people. Like Brooke McCallery. She mm. was way before you and I even had the idea or started talking about a podcast. I used to listen to her podcast and I thought she was phenomenal. I still think she's phenomenal, yeah, but I awesome. never I never thought in my lifetime I would she would come on our show. Like I I couldn't have I couldn't have fathomed that. So mm. the fact that she did and she's, you know, as lovely in person um, as you imagine she is, that was super cool. Um, 
Greg McEwen, and his uh, his book Essentialism was um, a book I had read over and over, mm. which I massively love. Changed the way I live my life. And when I remember reaching out to his um, assistant and asking if he'd come on the show, and thought, oh no way. And when she said yes, I almost died. I was like, but I'm, I can't do that. Like I'd never expected <laughs> you to say yes. And then the <laughs> night before, the night I was interviewing him at like nine in the morning our time, and the night before I was so nauseous. I didn't sleep. I ended up trying to sleep on the couch because I couldn't stand the sound of my husband's breathing because that was keeping me awake. I was so anxious about this interview with him and what I would talk about. And even though I'd planned it, it was just, and he was so lovely. And same thing, after we finished recording, then we stayed on the line, just like mm-hmm. you and uh, Matt Paxton, and talked for ages afterwards. Um, and so that was pretty mind-blowing. And people like Courtney Carver, who, again, I'd heard her on the Minimalist podcast uh. and never imagined that we would get her on our show or that I'd be able to sit and have She's a like chat with the her. the queen so I think, of, you know, the like. The early minimalism Capture movement. Capture wardrobe. Like, yeah. yeah. She's, she's awesome. Amazing. So, yeah, I think um, the podcast has given us a platform to talk to some really phenomenal people mm. um, and that's been a real privilege and something that I think, you know, um, is like an absolute highlight for me. I know you feel the same. Yeah, definitely. Definitely getting excited about getting to talk to people that you admire uh, is yeah, mm. it's one of those things that gives you a real thrill. And now we don't have an excuse to do that. Maybe we could just pretend we still have the podcast. <laughs> we want to approach an author. Hey, I used to have this podcast. Will you have a chat? <laughs> uh, um, so do you think you could nail down some of, I don't want to say our most important episodes because I feel like they're all important in their own way depending where you're at on your journey, but... Some mm. of the the episodes that you think would be worth, definitely worth a listen if you hadn't listened to them before or a re-listen or things, topics that you think are key. Do yeah. you have, have any ideas? Yeah, I think there are some topics that are quite universal and I think those are ones that, you know, everyone is affected in some to some degree by, by a few of, of the episodes and definitely like all the practical ones, like if you want to declutter from a practical perspective and you want some kind of inspiration so you want to go room by room then you can go through our each room that we've covered we've covered bedrooms and kitchens and laundries you could go through those and they would be helpful from a practical perspective if you wanted to revisit a room you know maybe listening to those would help Um, and then and there are definitely some people who prefer the practical methods Um, like you know my friend Monique you know she says she doesn't even really listen to the psychological ones she's only interested in the stuff ones um so if that's your interest then go for the the room by room ones then the others though that i think are quite universal and good um aspirational clutter and sentimental clutter i think you thought those were pretty um worth listening again to. in fact only today i had um a lady emailed me who is currently moving and she said, what was the name of your podcast again? I don't want to be in this position with all my stuff mm. <laughs> again when I move again in three years. She's in the military. And I said, look, I know you're busy, so you don't have time to listen to 200 <laughs> episodes. But I'm like, episode three, four and five, which I'm like, was recorded back a million yeah. years ago in 2018, which is 
aspirational clutter, I might need it someday, and sentimental clutter. I said, if you can listen to those three and try and nail down those three things, Mm. those three topics, I said that will set you up pretty well. You know, um, I feel like they're very foundational. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Um, And the one that our most downloaded ever episode is exploring the urge to acquire which kind of surprised me and actually kind of forgot about that one in our favorites but that one was a good one to do as well because Mm. you and I had both had personal recent personal experience in having that sort of urge to acquire I think when we recorded the episode Um, I think I was inspired by it and then you you could relate as well but um, mm. that one is, yeah, that's our most downloaded ever, um, or at least in we switched platforms halfway through, so our stats are a bit funny, but um, or a third of the way through. So, it, but as far as I know, that's our most downloaded episode ever, and so I think a lot of people relate well to that one, and that is um, a real kind of preventative sort of mindset change. Mm. I really liked as well um, the one, what is the real value of your stuff, you know, because we talked about mm. um, how we look at things and ascribe a value to them and why that that value doesn't necessarily hold true sometimes and that, you know, talking about things like sunk costs and all that kind of stuff. I did, I did yeah. like that one. Yeah. And then there was related to that, there we, we did an episode on, oh, what was it called? It's on the tip of my tongue. The one where we overstate the value of something, it's a psychological phenomena. We did an episode on it. It was your idea. That's why I'm staring at you now, <laughs> waiting for you to remember what it's called. <laughs> Except I can't see your video, so I just have a photo of you. Oh, that's right. Me. Yeah, turn my video <laughs> off. Sorry. Um, <laughs> so there is the one about that, that has It's to do with the way we uh, we the psychological bias that we have where we overvalue our belongings. That episode's really interesting as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then there's ones that are just, oh, I think, good to call you out on your own uh, poor habits like free stuff. When we talked about free stuff that still costs you, costs you time and attention and maintenance and all that kind of stuff. I think some of those mm. ones are really good too. Yeah, I think that oh, one's a good reminder yes. to to stick with the good habits, like to, to keep mm. trying to do those those good habits of, you know, saying no to free stuff and, and little mindset-y things like that. I'm just looking to find so, that name of that episode because it's annoying me. You just said so. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You're going to cut that out though, aren't you? Please. I don't know. Please I think we're gonna, I might, I've got a feeling that we might go raw with this episode. That'll scare oh. me. I know. But you just swore before, so I don't know what you're going to do there. You'll have to put an R rating on it. (laughs) Or maybe not R. Wouldn't that be funny, the last one? Um, No, I'm sure I can beep that out. I can, like, make a blurry sound or put one of your so's over the top of my my swear word. (laughs) Or just a long um. (laughs) Yeah, really long um. Now I can't stop saying it. What are you going to do next, Beck? So, so, <laughs> okay, we're going to turn this into a drinking game. Every time I say so, have a drink. Uh, now I can't talk because I can't say so. What are you going to do next? Not that the podcast took up so much of your time, but when the podcast is over, 
uh, and there's a little bit of space in your day, what what's next? What is what does life without the podcast or post podcast look like for you? Pretty similar, actually. I'm continuing with my business. I'm continuing continuing with my consulting and my working one on one with clients and all of that. So that's not going to change. Uh, I am going to. I might have some more time now. You watch me use it for something else. But um, I'm trying to finish my counselling diploma. So that's something that's going to take up or takes up a lot of my time. So that's something that's going to – now I'm saying so. That will continue to (laughs) um, be something I will work on as well. And, yeah, and getting like my last kid through school is in his final year now, so that'll be a focus. And, Mm. yeah, apart from that, pretty much everything's going to be very similar. I'll just have – no recording and no editing and that will be the biggest difference you and I'll have to find another way to catch up yeah I was trying to work out today the amount of times we've seen each other in real life and I think it's like three four as in since we started the podcast we saw obviously oh yes we saw each other a bit before the podcast which is when we met and um we're kind of working together and that kind of thing but it's hilarious because I feel like I know you so well yeah. and yet uh, I've only seen you <laughs> in real life. Yeah. Well, less less than five times, I reckon. I reckon. I reckon the same, yeah. Mm. But So we'll have to, so, have to catch up when you come back to Adelaide. Well, not, to yeah, leave, not that you're going to live actually, in Adelaide, but you're definitely going to come back and visit. Yeah, it might be in the next six months possibly so my next chapter post podcast is um we are moving back to australia at the end of this year which is pretty exciting um so the first things on my agenda obviously after unpacking (laughs) those kind of things i want to reset up my veggie patch uh finally get some pet chickens because that was one of the the things that we I've wanted chickens forever I had chickens when I was a kid and it just seemed impractical while we were moving but the plan is to go back to Canberra and to get off uh, the merry-go-round and just stay Mm -hmm. in one spot um, at least while both kids go through and finish high school so the next five six years Mm. um, we should be in one spot which will be amazing and potentially really scary because <laughs> I'm so used to me. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so set up my veggie patch, get some chickens. Oh, and then I can live vicariously then... through you because I can't have chickens <laughs> and I want chickens. Um, so, and then th- then I will think about what is next. So both the kids uh, will be in high school and my, my plan was always with my work life to try and make it fit around the kids but I think because there was so much transition going on in our life I wanted to kind of be the constant which meant my work life always I wanted it always to fit around the kids mm, it came second and their yeah. lives yeah and it and it totally did that and it served its purpose and I'm so happy I wouldn't change a thing but now that both my kids are a lot more ind- independent I feel like um now's the time for a bit of a change so I don't actually know what I will be doing I'm going to um, finish up my life coaching business close that down and 
and stopping the podcast and then I don't know it's and it's kind of quite exciting it's like this opportunity to reinvent myself again so mm. I, I love the idea of um possibly working with defense families in some kind of like advocacy role or something like that but I'm not sure I'm going to just go back and put my feelers out so if anyone's got an amazing job that they would like me to do in Canberra, please give me a call. Or if you are in a lovely French patisserie and need a baker, then all the time oh. that I've been here in the US mastering my uh, baking skills, I could put them to mm. good use. Only thing I always thought, I always thought if, if I had my time again, I would love to be a pastry chef or a baker, but... I hate the hours. Like, I could never get up that early in the morning. <laughs> that would always yes. be my downfall, I think. But mm. also it's one of those things is that, you know, sometimes when you have a particular passion for something, as soon as you have to do it, you lose that passion. <laughs> like, I mean, it yeah. doesn't happen to everyone, but it's, there's that fear as well. It's like, oh, my God, am I going to hate baking all of a sudden if I have to make, you know, a 1,000 macarons, you know, before 6 a.m.? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Definitely. I hate I hate it already just thinking about that. <laughs> but um Yeah, so that's that's kind of exciting. Not sure what the next chapter holds, but um watch this space. Hmm. See what happens. Yeah. Um so we should talk about the future for Be Uncluttered uh for anyone that's listening and wondering what happens at the end of this episode whether everything hmm. uh just dissipates into a vortex. <laughs> Poof. <laughs> Are you waiting for me or am I waiting for you? I'm waiting for you. Sorry, I was like, I can't tell if it's a delay or if I just can't hear our audio. Let me, I'll just turn my video back on again and see if it's all right. I, we still have a bit of a delay. I'm, I'm going to have to edit this somewhat, but I think I might leave in most of it. Um, yeah, I just said, um. So the website for Be Uncluttered, we're going to leave that up for a good 12 months. So that will be hanging around and you can go in and you know read up on your show notes and all that kind of stuff for that. And but all of them are going to stay on Podbean indefinitely. We haven't decided how long it'll stay up for. Um, we will re-release some episodes, some of our favourites and some of yours. So if you've got favourites that you want to hear again, or we've mentioned on this show and you'd like us to release, so they're they're at the top of your feed <laughs> rather than way down the bottom. Um, mm. You can let us know that too. So every two to four weeks maybe for a while we might throw a new yeah. well not a new episode re-release an old episode re-release um, episode yeah i don't yeah, want to commit because as soon as i commit i'll then just fail <laughs> so yeah. if i say every two weeks we'll do this i'll be like then i'll feel bad so yeah i'll you know try and do one every two to, two to four weeks i think and um that will that will sort of yeah keep keep the podcast popping up in your feed as well and um so it doesn't disappear altogether and and you forget about us. Don't want you to forget about us. <laughs> no. Well, the great part is our Facebook community group will stay open. And I love that place. It's I'm not a big fan of Facebook, but I that's that's why I go on Facebook <laughs> is for that community group. There's a, such a good <laughs> bunch of people in there. And yeah, there's so a few lovely. funnies and mm. there's people have some of the best advice and solutions and people will like other people in the community will say I'm doing my garage what do you think about this and then everyone else jumps in and goes oh have you tried this or do this and like this Mm. is so good 
It's yeah. like, well, they just congratulate them, like, yeah, you've done such a good job. Yeah, I, I, lo- I love it when people like post a picture of like, this is what I did, and everyone just jumps in, piles on, and says, you know, that's awesome, you did such a good job, and that, you know, if we don't, if we don't really have other people to share our successes with. Uh, it's really nice to get that validation of, you know, how hard you've worked. And and for some, doing decluttering and organising is really, really hard work. Like it's emotionally and physically really taxing for a lot of people. And so to get that bit of validation, it really does help keep people motivated. So, yeah, I love it for that. Yeah, definitely. So the Facebook community group will stay open and that's probably the easiest place to catch up with uh, Beck and myself or ask us any questions or... Um, whatever, mm. uh, come and jump in there. Find out uh, what Tara's doing in six months' time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll let you know if I'm keep still looking for a job. Keep up with the Tara news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and what about our Patreons, Beck, or our patrons? I always go, oh, I we love our Patreons. Called. Yeah, well, I, I call them Patreons, but they are, I don't know what they are anyway, but they're our best friends anyway. Um they so with with patrons so we've had for those who don't know we've got a patreon account and we've had some people that have um contributed money which is really lovely because we don't advertise so we don't make we've not made any money from doing what we do maybe we might have got a couple of clients from it but even then i don't know that there's been that many um we've done this actually that's something i want to talk about as well tara um so remind me even though you don't know what i'm talking about remind me i had something to tell you afterwards um but they contribute some money every month and it's a varied amount. It's, you know, it ranges from $1 to $10, you know, a month. And people um, are really generous and they've really, you know, helped us a lot with this. It's been it's been really good because it has helped with costs and stuff like that. So we really appreciate uh, our patrons. And um, so they've been, you know, some have been giving, you know, from as soon as we launched the Patreon, really. And so we've really really appreciative and we thank you um very much for for what you've done and and everyone else thanks you because um they've been able to listen ad free because we've had that support from our patrons so yes thank you for that and we were really we really were wrestling for a while with the whole advertising thing because once our numbers started getting up there we're Mm. like okay we could make some proper money from this but we just felt like it didn't sit yeah. right. We're telling you to not buy stuff that you don't need and to unsubscribe from <laughs> um, emails that tempt you and all this kind of stuff and then to throw an ad for a store and the, the people that would want to advertise with us are not, you know, um, I don't even know what advertising I would think is acceptable, but, you know, it's, yeah. it's the it's the places that want to advertise in a podcast are the places that are encouraging you to buy stuff and you didn't know that you needed to buy stuff until you heard that ad and it completely contradicts our message and so we it always felt a bit icky to us and so yeah. by having um, our patrons or Patreons supporting us, it meant that we could keep the podcast ad-free, which we were really grateful for and I'm sure all, all of you were too because it meant you could listen ad-free. Yeah, ads are annoying. I mean, I know they're necessary and that's cool uh, and I know that if you you know getting stuff for free is a bonus and so ads are really good if you're getting something for free you're paying with your time listening to the ad so that's all totally cool and people get compensated for their time and their expertise but yeah it wasn't something that we were particularly um keen on doing and so we we never really did yeah hmm um 
I guess as well, we want to say thanks to all of our guests over the years. We've had heaps of guests on the show from all walks of life and they have helped us create some wonderful content and a show that was really interesting and really varied and, you know, we didn't have expertise in a lot of areas. So a lot of the guests that we've had on um, have really helped to kind of expand our horizons as well. So we really want to thank you to all of the guests that we've had. Yes, thank you. You were awesome. And I guess last but definitely not least, in fact, probably the most, we want to thank you guys, the listeners, because... We just hoped in the beginning that we'd be able to help some people declutter a bit and then you all kept showing up and giving us Mm. good feedback and your lovely comments and reviews kept us coming back and there were times when it got hard and it got busy um, but we both felt really, really committed to the project long term and I think that is because we just had this amazing loyal group of listeners that we really wanted to show up and keep serving so we want to thank you guys Mm. because your time is precious and we really appreciate that you spend part of your week with us every week yeah and you just reminded me of the thing that I wanted to be reminded of before which I had also forgotten I know it works out well um that the reason like when we first started doing this podcast we kind of talked about why we were doing it and we really we had a couple of reasons and our, our main reason was to help people that couldn't afford to pay for decluttering and organizing services um, and I think that was I think that's something that was really important to me because I know that it's not cheap to hire a professional and if it is cheap then they're probably not that great um but it's not it's not cheap and so to be able to you know offer advice and assistance to people who who can't afford to have someone come into their home was something that was quite important to me because I know that the services are not accessible to everyone and and when I talked to Tara about this she's like yes totally and and so that was our like one of our main reasons for doing the podcast you know another one was just you know fun <laughs> it seemed like a real <laughs> fun idea uh, and another reason was you know obviously there's there's a little bit of selfish reasons in there and uh, and so part of it as well was to um, kind of get our expertise out there and establish ourselves as experts in our industry um, and so that was a, a side goal I guess but the main one was to to help to help people who who can't get the services and so I I think that you know I feel comfortable that we've done enough episodes that we've achieved that goal so um we we did you know mainly do it for for the listeners and so you know we really appreciate you uh, actually being there otherwise it would be a bit pointless yeah and you're such a lovely tribe of people like if our community group is a testament to anything it's like yes we've curated this amazing tribe of people i'm so happy to be connected to them so uh it's a real privilege yeah so um also i have to say thank you to tara because i was thinking about doing a podcast for a couple of years before we started and i knew i didn't want to do it on my own because whenever i'm recording anything on my own 
like I do it all quiet and serious and boring <laughs> and and I just I need another person it's part of my personality I need someone else to bounce off and to vibe off and all of that and and I thought you know and I've got some great friends in the industry and you know I can seriously considered approaching a couple but just they were either too similar to me or or too different and I think that I, I wanted that happy medium. And when I met Tara and she just, she made me laugh, like telling me stories and I, like tears pouring down my face. I can't remember, you, I think you were telling me stories about ballet outfits in this cafe and I was just crying with laughter. And, you know, you just, you're different enough to me to provide a different outlook. Our personalities have mm-hmm. some really stark differences um, mm-hmm. and, Yet we have the same values and we, we both see the same things as important, which meant that um, it would be easy, you'd be easy to work with. And I have to say, like, you, it, without you, it would not have been released. It like, <laughs> absolutely would not have been released. And it wouldn't have gone for as long because I would have given up before now. <laughs> and you were the person that motivated me. And you're the one that put so much work in to prepare for episodes when I would just breeze in and make it up as I went along, (laughs) relying on your preparation and having your preparation help me. And so, you know, that I needed somebody who had that discipline um, to partner up with and and you provided that. So thank you because I wouldn't have committed this long to to this without, without your help. So thanks. Oh, well, thank you. I think it really worked. I feel like we probably should have done our personality traits tests (laughs) when we first got together because I think we did an episode on that about like halfway through and it's like oh right that explains why we work the way we do but it worked because I'm a prepper like big time and you're Mm. relaxed and cool and breeze in and like yeah I'll just wing it and I can't do that because it stresses me out so I love the prep because it makes me feel in control Mm. And that meant that you could show up knowing that there was a few guiding points. I felt comfortable. You felt comfortable. And then, you, but you're mm. a gem with the editing. Gosh, people would have stopped listening 195 episodes ago with my so's and I thinks <laughs> if you hadn't cut them all out. Um, and my arms. And your arms. But uh, I think it worked. And I can't, I can't imagine, uh, I can't imagine having done it with anyone else, which, mm, is is really cool and I think it's I'm excited to just be friends with you and not have a working relationship I think it's going to be fun yeah you you watch how infrequently we catch up now because we like we don't have to we're gonna get lazy I'm gonna I'm gonna write a um I'm gonna create like an agenda and a list of points that I need to (laughs) catch up with you about and, I'll, uh, and then we'll get together and you just show up and follow my agenda. It'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, I'll just follow your, your lead and uh, go along with it. We can yeah, do that. that's it. That's it. So thank you, everyone. We, um, we look forward to um, staying connected with you in the community group. Um, and so for the very final time, goodbye. Thanks so much for listening. Goodbye. Thanks for joining us. We'd love it if you'd leave a review or tell all your friends about us so they too can be uncluttered. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or on social media or on our own websites at rebeccamazino.com.au and basklifecoaching.com.